Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Wendy's with us in studio today and we're going to be revisiting a case that first surfaced on the show roughly a year ago uh, because it seems that the same problem is resurfacing again. After that, we've got another case of a brand new and quite expensive appliance that didn't work from day one and how the brand didn't quite get right their response to the customer. After that, open line. Remember, you can send a question in advance or a comment on 0725671567 or call us on 0214460567. Welcome back, Wendy. Hi, Pippa. Good to be here in person. Good to have you back, and I'm glad you made it through the roads and the swamp from Somerset West to get here. Okay. Um, Wendy, it was roughly May last year we started mm. receiving complaints from listeners who had had bad experiences with a business in Fishhook. They had ordered new fireplaces or chimneys and paid quite substantial deposits, but installation had just not happened. Remind us how this story began. Okay, so quite a long list of complainants came to us, all with very similar stories. They'd placed an order with a business called Fireplace and Chimney, which was based in Fishhook. Um, Some of them had been asked to pay as much as 80% as an upfront deposit, but the fireplaces never actually arrived. Weeks and months went by with empty promise after empty promise, installation dates booked and missed with a host of excuses being given. Mm. The owner goes by the name of Jim. His full name is Jamil Rousseau, and he cited everything uh, to them from to explain why these fireplaces weren't materializing from shipping delays due to the war in Ukraine, strikes at the port, floods, COVID, and uh, diversions of uh, containers. Um, so we did a couple of follow-up mentions on the show, and every time new emails came in from additional customers who were in the same boat, we continued sending Jim Rousseau updated lists of people who were asking for refunds, but he stopped responding sometime in June of last year. So why are we picking up on it again now? Well, sadly, now that we are back in the grip of winter, it appears that Jim is is still selling um, fireplaces, Oy. but not delivering when he says he's going to and still for a variety of reasons. So his fireplace and chimney website is advertising dozens of fireplace models, including that of supplier Hydrofire. Um, and it seems pretty much the entire range, despite the fact that owner Christo Nikolov no longer does business with, with him. In fact, the timing is quite amazing. It was on this very day a year ago that Christo posted on social media as of the 13th of June 2022, the day before, Fireplace and Chimney is no longer a distributor of Hydrofire. So earlier this week, Christo alerted us to the fact that he'd heard from three of Fireplace and Chimney's customers who had paid the company for fireplaces but received a string of excuses for non-delivery. In one of the cases, they'd said that it was the supplier Hydrofire who um, was to blame for the delay. The That's why okay. they got hold of, 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 of um, Christo at Hydrofire. Um, when I spoke to, I spoke to all three, um, two of them had already been refunded by Jim when they'd got quite okay, insistent. So they didn't get their fireplaces, but no, they got their money back. They got least. their money okay, back, that's yes, good. so that's great. But the third, Bukang Rasakila of Maseru Lesotho, had not. Okay, so tell us Bukang's story, uh, first of all, and then we'll hear, okay. from, hear, hear from her directly. So I always ask, how did, especially somebody that's not based in this country, how did you come to be come, business with them? Exactly. Yeah. She did a Google search and... Um, which obviously couldn't have thrown up some of our 
several podcasts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So she paid just for short rather of thirty six thousand eight hundred rand for um, a fireplace and uh, a couple of flues. She said because the um, and that included about one thousand seven hundred rand of road freight to get it to Lady Brand, which is just on the other side of the border, where she has a friend and she was going to collect them from there and she paid in full because there was no installation involved in other words they weren't going to come to her house and install at which point she would pay the for that part yeah so she she felt she was quite happy to do that but um and delivery was uh, the delivery province province promise was between seven and 14 days so by day 14 or 15 when that hadn't happened and she hadn't had any further communication as to what had happened or not happened she asked for tracking details and she got excuses about them waiting for parts uh, from the supplier she said um and jim she says told it would be delivered by the end of that week and then that didn't happen she got a call from one of the fireplace and chimney staff members called Heather, her name crops up quite a bit in these cases. She was calling from a private number, so there's no callback possible. Mm. And and she said there was a further delay when when um, Bukang pressed her for more information. She said, oh, I've got a call uh, and, and ended the call. But she decided to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but she got fed up when her follow-up WhatsApps to Jim went unanswered. And... Um, that's when she reached out to reached, you. Well, she first reached out to um, Christo of Hydrofire and, okay. and then she agreed to her number being shared with me and we got to chat yesterday. Unfortunately, um, Bukang is a lecturer. She's literally got a, a class right now as we speak. So she sent us a couple of voice, voice notes. notes instead of joining us live on air. So let's take a listen. Hi, Wendy. So I started to suspect that my fireplace would never actually get delivered. I think after about four weeks, three to four weeks after placing the order, because by then I couldn't get through at all to Jim or to Heather, the people who had called me and who I was talking to on email. They weren't answering any of my calls. Jim wasn't answering the calls I made to his cell phone. Uh, The landline number for the office was not going through. He wasn't responding to my WhatsApp messages. And I eventually saw a post on Facebook by someone by the name of Jacqueline who had a big scam alert um, picture on, on on the on a screenshot that she had made from the Facebook page of Fireplace and Chimney Co. And she had relayed her story there about how she had been scammed. And it was only then that it actually dawned on me that I was also um, part of a scam or part of being scammed and that I couldn't expect to, to get my order delivered. Yeah. Jacqueline's not the only one. Wendy, I just did a quick look at the Hello Peter website and, for example, Steve Lee saying, I'm still waiting and it's more than a year since I paid my deposit in March 2022. This was posted in March 2023. Uh, After thousands of messages and excuses, I am initiating legal action. We'll get back to that. I know you reached out to Jim to to ask what was going on with Bokung's fireplace. Wendy, did he respond? It was only yesterday because I wanted to speak to as many of the complainants as possible. Um, So... Uh, yes. Well, before he responded to me, he reached out within the hour, I think it was, to Bukang, 
And for the first time since the 30th of May, that is, okay. um, that was I asked her what, what you know when was the last day you, you heard back from him, um, and he undertook. Well, first he said, "Do you want me to supply the, the the fireplace, or do you want your money back?" And she said, "I'd like my money back, please, and can you make it an immediate payment?" Um, and uh, yeah, um, she yeah she's when I last spoke to her um, just. Well, an hour or two ago, that hadn't yet happened, but she was fairly hopeful. On hearing that the other two got their money back, she's she she's now hoping. does have a little hope that she will get it, yes. Okay, she's sounding not entirely confident, though. No. Let's take a listen. Oh, wow. What is the loss of the 36000 I mean, 36000 is a lot of money. Nobody just comes by that amount of money um, anywhere. I mean, your average household doesn't really make that much money so for me the loss of that money means the loss of you know of of months of savings months of savings months of income the potential of what that could have been to my home because i've been wanting to get a fireplace for quite some time now and we've been saving up for a lot i mean a lot for it with my husband so you know it meant the loss of months and months of savings um do i hold any hope that i might get a refund well i have to keep my hope alive initially i didn't have any hope when i saw that uh this what these people were running a professional scam and i eventually talked to the suppliers at hydrofire who confirmed that hundreds of people had been scammed by then i really didn't have any hope that maybe i would get anything in return i i felt like i you know i'm one of the people at the end of the stick really or at the end of the long list of people who had been scammed um however after that i think my hope has kind of been resuscitated i found out that two other people who had been scammed had gotten a refund of their money so um you know the more recent scammed people or the more recent victims so yesterday i got a message from jim out of the blue telling me that um he would be willing to refund me and well he said he's going to make the refund by close of business today so let's see if i get the refund i mean i don't know what to say at this point because he had been ignoring me for ages but i understand that he now is seeing the pressure so my expectation is that if he was able to refund other people's money then he should be able to refund mine as well and i'm hoping that will actually happen yes as are we abokang thank you and i really really hope that money's in your account I'm by the end i'm definitely going to follow up the day i've asked you to do regular checks and let me know. Okay. Now, Wendy, as you said, three separate complainants this time. And the second of them we have on the line with us now, who's got a slightly different experience um, of of Fireplace and Chimney, because the first time she did business with the company, it actually all went really well. Um, Just fill us in a little bit on the background here. Okay. So Sinead and her husband, Eleven Parklands, they had a the same company, Fireplace and Chimney, install a fireplace in their old home in the winter of 2021, so two years ago, and they were totally happy with the product and the service rendered. They said it was a great product at a great price, and they, on the strength of that, when they, now in their new home, winter's hit again, wanted to, to have a fireplace there. Um, they didn't do any checks. They didn't look any further. They just, and, and I think most people have done the same. Go back to the place and we got she, good service she from got, last time. She contacted Jim. She got um, uh, a quote that looked, it was exactly the same format, same business address, 
um, in Fishhook in the main road, which they're not there anymore, but they're that, that was on okay. the quote. Um, the only thing that was different was the, the bank account into which the money should be paid was different. Um, but everything else was the same, slightly more expensive, but that's what you'd expect two years down the line, yeah. so no problem there at all. Um, and uh, she... Well, we've got her with us let's on the line, so let's actually just bring her in directly. Sinead, thank you for being willing to speak to us today and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank so in fairness, the first time you dealt with this company in 2021, everything was completed professionally. Is that correct? Yes, we uh, saw the adverts online with uh, specials, which we took up and we never had any problems with uh, site visits, installations. Um, there were no problems from day one. Okay. And this was August 2021. So not so very long ago and recent enough that when you wanted a second uh, fireplace for your new home, you thought, well, we'll just go back to the same guy who looked after us so well last time round. But that's not how things went this time. Tell us a little bit more about what happened second time round. Um, you see, it's the second time around um, I tried to get hold of them uh, via their landline and um, I already had the email details. So I emailed them and said to them, um, I've been trying to get through to you on your landline, um, but it doesn't seem to be working. I wasn't sure if it was because of load shedding or, you know, that's the first thought that you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they contacted me via cell phone and said that their um, landlines, they were changing over to a new telephone system. I was nonetheless wiser because many companies do that these days. Um, I was given full um, speedy information and and they were able to quote for exactly the same unit. Um, I just needed to send a couple of pictures of where I wanted it placed. Got my quotes um, full um, no problems at all and when uh, promised uh, the delivery on a certain day which was moved to two days later which I didn't think it was a problem because of potential weather um, on the day I paid the deposit, which which probably equates to about 80%, which most companies do these days. And I didn't think it was a problem, as you say, because it was a recurring company that I had dealt with the last time. Um, uh, the bank account still said exactly the same account name. It was just a slightly different account number. Um, so at the time, I was not able to pick it up that it might have been a different, you know, someone's personal capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was dealing with the same people, um, Jim and um, the admin staff were also in the emails. Um, when it came to day of delivery or installation, I phoned that morning just to confirm installation. And I was told, oh, no, we can't um, install because of the weather that's upcoming. I'll phone you back in 20 minutes. And I only later heard way many hours after that, that it, now the installation cannot take place. It needs to be moved to another day. So we agreed to the next day, which was three three days later. And at the time, they were supposed to be on site at 11 o'clock and nobody had arrived. And that's when I let my husband know and he started fishing some more. And that's after a little bit of research from my husband, we realized that we'd been jumped into the scam, which was just really stressful. Yeah. Sinead, I know your husband quite forcefully uh, requested a refund from Jim and you did in fact get one, didn't you? We can thank our lucky stars that we did. Um, apparently he had said we, we'd given him a certain deadline to pay um, because my husband also went to SAPS. 
Um, they weren't entirely helpful on the whole situation, but we, we did go to SATS. And um, Jim had said he couldn't do the payment at the time because he was in training and there was excuse after excuse. I was not hopeful that we were going to see the money come through. And eventually at about half past seven that evening, the, mo- the money cleared into our account. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, my husband was very, very forceful and, and he certainly did his research. And I'm, you know, when you, you, I look at myself because I didn't think to do that research because I was working with the same company, the same people. Yeah. I think that's understandable though. Yeah, so now next time you kind of put your feelers out and it makes you more nervous when dealing with any future company because of these things. Yeah. yeah. Janae, thank you so much for being willing to share that with us. And as you say, thank heavens, the main thing is you did manage to get your money back. Unlike Paul, who's just WhatsApped us, saying, I'm still waiting on my 43,000 Rand deposit. have never received anything, neither a refund nor the, the fireplace I paid for. I have spent additional thousands on legal fees with no success. Good luck getting any money back, says Paul on the WhatsApp line. And uh, Sinead, uh, thankfully, that's not the case in your case. You did get the refund in full. But uh, as you've, you've detailed, and Wendy, as many of these customers are saying, the stress, the, yes. the I mean, the inconvenience is one thing of agreeing to an installation date. And, you know, maybe you've taken off time from work to be there. You've had to make arrangements for someone to be there oh, to yes, let builders in and all that goes with it. Some, I spoke to, yeah. you know, I, they sent the dog to be with someone else for the day so that, they, that nobody you know, was upset. You rearrange your life. Work yeah. from home that day, that kind of thing. So it's a lot of stress that goes with it. And, Sinead, I'm glad that it ended at least in a resolution for you. Before we go to news, Wendy, very quickly, sure. there was actually a third complainant yes, as well who also that, did manage to get some money back. Yes. Um, and also went to to um, Christo at Hydrofire. His name's Gary Gleaser. Um, he paid Jim 14,000 Rand on the 1st of June and then another 3,000 Rand after upgrading to a bigger unit. He also didn't do his normal checks, he said, because a very good friend of his, also in 2021, like no. Shanae's family, yeah. used fireplace and chimney and was very happy and recommended them. So he did what we always say, go by word, word of, of mouth. mouth. Yeah. And he said there were a couple of red flags looking back, but he didn't take any notice because he had this first person, well, this, this very close friend's recommendation. Anyway, he, having paid his 17 or 18,000 rand, um, installation came and went he got a whole lot of excuses he said and then he said he wanted his money back and um he was also quite insistent on it he messaged him several times a day kept getting promises and eventually this past weekend on saturday he initially refunded 50 percent of that deposit and then a few hours later because gary said that's not going to quite cut the mustard he then got the balance so so yes, before I even got involved, there were two out of three cases that had, had been refunded that I knew okay. of that had been refunded. Yes, but we're not quite yet done because several of these complainants were told the same thing that the the, the issue was due to stock issues of supply from Hydrofire, the manufacturers of the fireplaces. And Christopher from Hydrofire is uh, standing by to talk to us about that because he's going, <clears throat> not us involved in this one. And after the eyewitness news, we'll let him explain uh, what's changed in their relationship with fireplace and chimney in the past year. Cape Talk. Join the conversation. And now. Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola.
Right, we're back with the story of fireplace and chimney. And before the break, you heard of several more recent cases of customers who paid their deposits, in some cases quite substantial deposits, only to never receive their actual fireplaces uh, being installed. And I've in the interim heard from several people who are still on the waiting list from last year's complainants, Wendy, including Russell saying, it's amazing to hear more of these stories. I've been waiting for over a year, have laid a charge of fraud with the Fisher Police, but I don't think that it's moving very fast. Gateko saying, I heard one fireplace customer went to the SAPs but were not helped. What recourse do people actually have? We'll talk about the court yeah. case in a moment. But first, I do want to bring in Christo Nikolov of Hydrofire. Now, a reminder, Hydrofire um, are a separate business who make the, the fireplaces and uh, in some of the cases, them. and distribute them, sorry, in South Africa, uh, in some of the cases when these customers of Fireplace and Chimney were asking, hey, where's my fireplace? They were given the response that Hydrofire was to blame for the stock issues that they were experiencing. Um, that's not necessarily the case. And we've asked Christo to join us and just update us from his perspective uh, where things stand. Christo, thanks for holding for so long. Welcome to the show. Yes, good afternoon, ladies. Wendy's oh. with me and I know Wendy wants to kick <laughs> okay, off the question. Sorry, Wendy, yeah. deep breath. Um, you, you told me off air that you stopped supplying um, fireplace and chimney almost exactly a year ago um, and yet here your name is being brought into the issue and almost all your fireplaces were sitting or are still sitting on fireplace and chimneys website for sale um, what can you confirm that and, and if so what have, you, what have you done to try and change that situation yeah so um, last year was quite a stressful period leading up to June we were getting on a daily basis two to three people phoning us asking where is our stuff um, and I waited for at least a month before severing um, relations with fireplace and chimney because I was hoping that the situation can come right and I was hoping didn't want to put them under additional stress because I could see that the company wasn't doing very well uh, but eventually it just became too much. There were too many excuses. I was dealing with uh, some of the people directly, myself, and it was just excuse after excuse. So we decided to distance ourselves from them on all our social media outlets. We posted that we no longer deal with them. And I also asked um, Five Days in Chimney to just remove all of our products from their website. Um, yeah, so as far as I was concerned, I hadn't heard anything for a long time, for nearly a year. I wasn't even aware that they were operating until uh, probably in the last two weeks. Uh, we had three people phoning and saying, um, look, we were told that we were supposed to come and collect our fireplace from you. And we were like, it's, there's no such thing. We don't deal with this company. So you can imagine them uh, getting a big fright at that point. Um, yeah. So if he's not getting the fireplaces from you, is it possible that he does have stock of all those fireplaces, but he's getting them from elsewhere? It doesn't make business sense because where else would they be getting them from unless they're buying them at full retail price, in which case... There's no markup to be made. can't make money that Mm. way. And um, I mean, I doubt that there are five places of ours a year later after we stopped working with them. Because uh, as far as I know, they owed quite a few people five places. So if they had five places, why didn't they? Yeah. Buy them? 
it's it's what he says, but we'll 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 come to his response in a little bit. Um. So 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 yeah. Yeah, what, what I checked now, their website was fully operational. Um, I tried to call the landline, I couldn't get through. Um, so then I really wasn't, didn't really want to speak to them directly. Um, so I found out who their internet um, host is and I phoned them and they directed me to a complaint site for the South African internet service providers. So I filled out a form and uh, they were super efficient. Four days later, all of our uh, products were off their website. Ah, so okay. that's, that's possibly something I should have done uh, um, a year ago. Okay. So lastly, Krista, fireplaces are a particularly hot item, pun intended right now. Middle of winter, we've got especially intense load shedding more than this time last year. And certainly in my neighborhood, you've got substations being flooded. So so heat that comes from something other than electricity is, is, is very much in vogue. What advice would you give to consumers who've been wanting to make this fairly expensive investment um, in their homes when it comes to choosing a supplier? I would look, one of the first things that I would look at and I do that personally is I look at the Google rating of a business and I look at recent comments. I mean, some people leave one-star reviews very quick to leave them and if you kind of read the response from the supplier, if it's logical and it makes sense, I ignore that. But yeah, for me, the, the Google rating is quite a big thing um, and we, we look after ours quite, quite well. Great. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Christo Nikolov of uh, HydroFire. So, okay, Wendy, in fairness, we also need to reflect Jim's feedback here. You have been engaging with him. It's been a conversation conducted via WhatsApp in the main. But what has he had to say to explain the fact that once again, we are sitting with not one, but multiple customer complaints of the same thing that we were dealing with a year ago, paying deposits and installation never happening? Yeah, he's attributing the delays and rescheduled installations to rain in most cases. He has, as we said, promised Bukang that uh, that she will be refunded today. Um, let's hope that does happen. He pointed me to Hello Peter, where he says there have only been two negative reviews since March. I mean, I've kept okay. more, but yeah. Um, he says, I've installed over 3,000 fireplaces in the last few years. I still have hydro stock, that would be hydro fire stock to sell, which is my property that I have purchased. Um he suggested that uh, demands for refunds instead of waiting for a new installation date only came because customers such as Shanae and Bokang read the previous negative media reports and got nervous. Well, as is their right and probably their wisdom to and, be nervous. And also, uh, they were having difficulty. Well, Bokang certainly hadn't heard from him since the 30th of May. So he was certainly then the non-communication was feeding into that. So, I mean, remember she yeah. paid more than 37,000 rand and your supplier then doesn't just starts ghosting you. I mean, who wouldn't be nervous? I think that was before she knew of any so he's media saying, coverage. So exactly. He's saying negative reviews are leading to people asking for refunds instead of being patient to wait. But those negative reviews wouldn't be there if there wasn't a problem in the first place. That's, is that's the point. what yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, uh, he says, I've installed many fireplaces since your last show about me. So that would be a year ago, more or less. I said I won't liquidate and I didn't. I have refunded many clients who were affected by last year's trouble. I'm continuing to trade and use the profit to pay the refunds. 
After the newspaper article and the report on your show, more than half of my clients asked for refunds. I'm still working hard to refund the rest of them who are still waiting. Uh, many have been refunded and ha- or had their fireplaces installed since then, he says. I expect there will be a bunch of clients requesting refunds after this afternoon's show again. So I pointed out that media coverage is not to blame for failed delivery promises, which is where this all comes from. Yeah. Um, and he said, I'm not blaming the media, but it was the reason why so many clients requested refunds who, who had been willing to wait for the stock. The media reports were a game changer for me, but I'm not in any way blaming the media. It was just a result of the report. Anyway, I'm committed to continuing trading and doing right by my refund clients. I have closed my showroom, um, but if you look on the website, the address is still there. And of course, one of the things we say when you're shopping around online is there must Check. be a physical address. address yeah. Um, he says, I've laid off most of my staff to keep my overhead low and the quality of my work still speaks for itself. And on that, Christo also conceded that he, at one time, before the trouble of last year, so previous, and we've, we've got that's been heard it in two of our stories, that they were a great operator, great service, great products. So something, something went wrong happened. Mm. There were some challenges with the war in Ukraine and, and orders not coming through as quickly. Perhaps he didn't taper the orders to take that into account. Um, speculation but I think it is it is fair um, right to record that you know there was a time as we heard from Sinead but unfortunately led to people doing business with them based on on that which isn't you know that that delivery keeping the promises and everything is 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 from what we hear um not been happening yeah it almost sounds to me like the business grew too much on the back of that positive reputation beyond the point that he could cope with um and he's never regained the ground when he look several people have referenced the fact that it wasn't just a, a media expose criminal cases charges have been laid yes. here there was a case before the simonstown magistrate court was, the last time we talked about yes. this in july any idea what's happened there? okay so he the background that quickly was that jim was arrested on charges of fraud and he appeared in the simonstown magistrate's court on the 20th of July last year, Warrant Officer Peter Middleton of Fishhook Police Station confirmed to us that he did not plead to the three counts of fraud. There were just three in that case because, of course, they spread out a lot of jurisdictions. He was released on 2,000 Rand bail and the case was remanded till the 20th of September. He didn't appear on that day saying that he was unwell. I tried to get a hold of Warrant Officer Middleton earlier in the week, left message, just couldn't get a hold of him. So I thought, well, I've got to say something about, about the case. So I asked Jim directly and he's told me earlier today that the case was struck from the roll on the 22nd of February. Nobody's told Russell. She <laughs> messaged just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Okay, so Jim says the case has been struck off the roll. We've not yet managed to connect with a police officer who can confirm that. But uh, I wonder if anybody listening is among the complainants who laid criminal charges, whether you've had any feedback, feedback um, yeah. on those cases. If you have, please pop us a voice note or a WhatsApp to 072-567-1567. Consumer Talk with Wendy Nola. You can join the conversation. All right, we've just got time, I think, to move on to the next story about appliances gone wrong. Wendy, another week, another major appliance drama, and very similar to the story we covered last week, a major appliance that didn't work from the very, very start. Tell us about Esme and the fridge. Okay. Esme Fenter bought a new fridge from Game Online, and she had it delivered to her elderly parents, who were a little bit frail, just over a week ago. 
It was dead on arrival. It simply refused to cool down to the correct temperature. So it may ask for a refund, as is your right in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. You have six months in which to return a um, defective item for your choice of a refund uh, replacement or repair. You do not have to accept a repair. And this has been the case for the past 12 and a bit years. So when Esme asked for a refund, she was told that a technician would be sent out to assess the unit and repair it, which is allowed. It's not specifically... Assessing it's allowed. Assessing it is allowed. It's not specifically stated in the Act, which is so infuriating that they haven't actually just reworded that. But the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud and the National uh, Consumer Commission say, obviously, there are times when it's not a defect. It's actually some fault usually unintentional the customer of the customer it dropped it, it wet yeah. it somehow abused it okay so they may um, assess it send it off for technical assessment but as you've just pointed out they that doesn't mean that during that assessment process they can then unilaterally choose to repair it because they think well that's the quickest easiest thing if the customer has already said actually now I've lost faith in this model or this brand or the whatever and please give me my money back so the technician did confirm that the fridge was faulty, Esme said, but Game insisted that a refund would only be processed if the unit was deemed irreparable by the technician. I mean, this is so pre-CPA, I'm finding it hard to believe, although I should because it happens such a lot. Yeah. Um, but if the technician was uh, is able to fix the unit, she said, they won't accept it back because it's been switched on and it's a second-hand unit. What's the point of a warranty then? If you've said You can't it, take yeah. back anything because it's second-hand. I mean, this... It's funny in a way, but it's also a very it's a serious issue that this is still happening, as I say. And this is a a national major major retailer, retailer selling you know many thousands of these things every day, well every month. So, and it's it is a staggering contravention of the CPA. It's exactly what the section fifty six was meant to do. It was meant to prevent consumers from having to accept a repair. Okay, because so that's what the retailer and their technical and their suppliers want. It's easiest for them. So just to recap, they were within their rights to totally. say we want to assess the fridge. Oh, yes. But they were not within their rights to say if it's fixable, we will fix it. Yes. Because Esme was saying, it's I her want choice. a refund. It's her okay. choice. Used to be the supplier's choice, not anymore. Anyway, um, so I did take up the case with Game, with MassMart that owns Game. And a very grateful Esme wrote to us to say, I'm truly thankful for the knowledge I've acquired over the years through listening to Cape Talk and the segment in particular. It has empowered me to understand my right and has provided a valuable avenue for seeking assistance. In light of this positive experience, I'm inspired to pay it forward and endeavoured to make a positive impact on someone else's life, which that's is lovely. such a yeah, that's always so uplifting when you that's read That's a very nice like response. Is yes. Look, the main thing is your parents now have the option to buy a functional fridge yes. that's going to serve the purpose it was it exactly. was bought for. And, and don't forget, the repair isn't isn't a quick process. They could have yeah. just then been without a fridge for well, weeks. Who knows how long? And yeah. that's the other reason why that protection was put in place. Now, Wendy, obviously you must have approached them in order for them to relent and issue the refund. But what did they say when you pointed out to them, guys, this isn't in line with the CPA? So I got quite an honest response. The agents involved in the query unfortunately applied the return policy incorrectly and the customer is indeed entitled to a refund to try and prevent any repeat occurrences we have reinforced the correct process and that will be supplemented with further training sessions in the call center tomorrow we are sorry i was very pleased to you don't often see a very normal 
language uses around an apology. You normally get the tired, old, annoying, we apologize for the inconvenience. So it was very nice to see we are sorry. But as I've said, it has been 12 long years since the CP came into effect and these sorts of things shouldn't happen. I mean, if she hadn't come to us, she would have then been bullied into accepting a repair, accepting some, a repair which, when she was entitled to a refund. So consumers shouldn't be having to seek outside help to get companies to honor the most basic of CPA provisions and Absolutely. protections for consumers. Well, Esme, thank you for, so much for letting us know that it was all finally resolved. And that's the most important thing that you've got. Your parents have got their working fridge sorted out. But thank you. And Wendy, thanks for taking up the case. This is Cape Talk. Well, just a quick reminder that if you want to raise a case with Wendy Nola, the first port of call is to send her an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. You can also use her Facebook page, which is Wendy Nola Consumer. It's not possible for us to take up every case, but we do do our best to look for the common threads, the common issues that we can make a difference on. So send those emails, consumer at nola.co.za. You're also welcome to email me on pippah at capetalk.co.za. Today.